Turn in your Bibles to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. There is no other book of the Bible that reveals this word, this term, than the book of Revelation. Eight times, eight times, eight times in the book of Revelation. What do we hear? Beginning in Revelation 2, 7, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes. Eight times we hear, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes. Ultimately, we find in Revelation chapter 21, verse 7, he who overcomes shall inherit some things or all things. All things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. It's not just Christians that make it to heaven. It's just not saints that make it to heaven. God is looking. God is, is wanting to bless both in heaven, but most especially, not just the hereafter, but the here and now. If you want to receive the favor and the blessing of God in the here and now, you need to be an overcomer. I mean, it was as clear and as, as, as a bell. The Lord spoke to my spirit and said, your theme, your theme for 2016 is Overcomers 2016. I want every lesson, every sermon, I want every talk, every devotion, every ministry centered around this theme of producing Overcomers at Lakeside Assembly of God for my glory and my honor, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Overcomers 2016. That's where we're going this morning. If you have a, a sermon study guide and like to follow along, then follow along with me this morning as we prepare to pray over this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just receive even right now what we believe that you have laid upon our heart. Lord, indeed, let everyone who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church for this new year. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen. Overcomers 2016. Who are the overcomers? Overcomers are not super saints. They're not superhuman. They're not super spiritual. They're believers and receivers of God's grace. You see, being an overcomer doesn't mean a long list of do's and don'ts. That might be contrary to the thinking that you have appropriated from your religious background. Our last survey in this church revealed that over 90% of you come from a religious background vastly different from Lakeside Assembly of God. You come, over 90% of you come from a religious dogma that teaches that what Jesus did on the cross was not enough. That you have to perform good deeds. You have to perform good works. You have to be uh, goody two-shoes in order to make it to heaven. But my Bible and your Bible says, Paul said this in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so that none of us can boast about it. Did you hear that word? The good news, the good news of the gospel is this. God loves you for who you are. You don't have to clean up your act 
when you come to Jesus. Come as you are because His grace is greater than all of your sin. The good news of the gospel is this. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you more. The good news of the gospel is this. There is nothing that you have done that will make God love you any less. Oh, that's shouting material. My word, folks. The holidays have done a number on you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Being an overcomer begins by believing and receiving God's grace. His unmerited favor. He's a good God. And He's for you. And He desperately loves you. Mark it down. Secondly, overcomers. Overcomers are not fighters. But lovers. Lovers. I had my wife just where I wanted her the other day. On her hands and knees. That's right. That's right. She was shouting at me as I was hiding under the bed. She said, come out here and fight like a man. I said, honey, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> that was a saying from my dad. I, that was exaggerated. I made that one up. <laughs> oh, you, you know about lovers. Huh? You know about lovers. Huh? Yeah, uh, well, you know, us men who have thinning hair, you know, thinning hair, you know, we, we've got so much testosterone. We've got thinning hair. You know, men that have thinning hair up front are known as thinkers. Men who have thinning hair in back are known as lovers. Men that have thinning hair in both places, they think they're lovers. <laughs> But point of fact, the world's idea of a champion, a hero, an overcomer, the world's idea is what? Rambo. Bullets strapped all over my chest. Muscles bulging. Uh, 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 not a gun. I mean a cannon. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the cannon. You've hurt me now. I'll hurt you. I'll need somebody to repair the microphone tomorrow. <laughs> What's God's idea of an overcomer? Not a fighter. A lover. A lover. Because the best way to describe God, three simple words, God is love. A religious lawyer came to Jesus because in Jesus' time, there were how many commandments? 623. Ten were not enough. The people, the religious of Jesus' day, added on the Ten Commandments and created 623 of their own. So they even had to have lawyers to keep up with all of their religiosity and commandments. This lawyer comes to Jesus and says, what commandment, which of all the commandments is the greatest? Without equivocation or hesitation, Jesus looked at the lawyer and said, it is this. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. And the second to it is, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thy love thyself. 
Overcomers are not fighters, they're lovers. They love God in the vertical, and they love one another in the horizontal. Overcomers, overcomers, overcomers. Hallelujah, Kenneth, can I grab? This is for overcomers. This is their love letter from the lover of their soul. They spend time in it. Overcomers spend time talking to the lover of their soul. We call that what? Prayer. Prayer. Amen. Overcomers spend time in their lover's presence by coming, by coming faithfully to their lover's house, which is coming to church every Sunday, and when the doors are open, being faithful to the presence and the worship and the praise of their lover. Hallelujah! Real lovers love one another. Amen. They encourage fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. Uh, They weep with those who weep. They rejoice with those who rejoice. Real lovers, real overcomers of God, they put others first. They're servants. They don't put themselves first. They put others first. And they reach out as we do in our big gives and our missions outreaches around the world. Hallelujah. Are you an overcomer? If you're a lover of God and a lover of people, you have summed up the gospel in one word. Love. Love. Thirdly, real overcomers demonstrate their weakness rather than their strengths. For some of you, that is a very strange word. Real overcomers are weak. Were you aware of that? What are you talking about, Pastor? Jesus said, what about our enemies? Love your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. Turn the other cheek. The world looks at that and say, and says, ha, that's namby-pamby. That's being a wimp. That's being a real sissy. God says that's strength. Paul recorded the words of our Lord in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. My grace, another word you can write next to grace, my favor is all you need. My power works best in what? Weakness. You see the principle here? See the principle here? What, is, what, what, what does pastor mean? What do I mean preaching about Overcomers being weak. The principle is this. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. For vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. If your enemy is hungry, give him to eat. Thirsty, give him to drink. In so doing, you pour coals of fire upon his head. The principle here is this. In every hurt, in every injustice, in every problem that you face in life, turn it over to God. Turn it over to God. 
Stop your manipulation. Stop your, your strategizing. Stop uh, uh, your, your German mindset. I'm going to make it happen. That's my problem. Somehow, someway, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to control it. And God's word to you is to let go and let God have his way. God's word to you is to turn it over to him. God's word to you is when you've been hurt by others, turn it over to him. When you have financial reversal, turn it over to him. When, when, when you run into a battle, turn it over to him. This is what the heroes of the faith did. David, David ran to the roar of a nine-foot giant by the name of Goliath. And as David ran to the roar of Goliath, what did David say? David said, you come to me with sword, spear, and shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord that all of Israel shall know that the battle is the Lord's. You see the principle there? No wonder God said that David is a man after his own heart. Overcomers cast every care upon the Lord because God cares for them. We have a week unlike any other week coming up. Oh, I lost my cell phone there. We have a week unlike any other week coming up. It's called the week of prayer. It's a week that determines not just victory for Lakeside Assembly of God. It'll determine, it'll set the tone for your whole year. January the 11th, our week of prayer. Don't miss it. You can come out for an hour of prayer each night and you watch, you watch how it sets the tone of your life. Isaiah put it succinctly. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord, they that depend, they that rely, they that trust upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. God delights when we are weak because in our weakness we prove him as being strong. Hallelujah. Overcomers, write it down, are not perfect. But they are God's masterpieces. You see, real overcomers, this might be surprising to you, real overcomers realize that despite their best efforts, at times they blow it, they fail, they even sin. Did you make any mistakes last year? Huh? Well, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but did you make mistakes last year? You know, there's different categories of mistakes. For instance, there's blind spot mistakes. Ever make a blind spot? A blind spot mistake is usually done in the midst of, you know, hurry and worry and stress and panic. Uh, you know, uh, how many have ever seen a video of somebody, uh, somebody uh, walking uh, uh, in the mall, they're texting as they're walking, and they walk right into the mall pond? Uh, how many have almost been hit by somebody on their cell phone? Driving and in, in traffic, sure, you can tell. 
I, 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 it was another building program. It was, and I was being stressed out 24-7. And uh, everything, every lunch, every meal had to be quick, 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 quick. Not enough time to eat. So I'd go to not the healthy places, the fast food places. Don't walk in the restaurant, drive through, fast lane. And I'm in the drive through lane. Don't you hate talking to those boxes? Oh, I, I mean, they can't hear me. I can't hear them. There's nobody behind me. I can see them in the window. Why can't I? This is the big question I have in life. Why can I not drive up to the window and talk to a real human being? Why do I have to talk into this electronic box? I, I, there's just something in me that goes against that. And, and I'm in a hurry. Gave my order. No reply. No greeting. No reply. Gave my order again. Nothing. I, I'm, getting, I'm really getting ticked here. So this time, I shouted. Then I realized it was a decorated garbage can. <laughs> Blind spot mistake. Then there's another category of mistakes. I call them good intention mistakes. We have good motives, good intentions, but we blow it anyway. You know, I, I, I enjoy meeting our guests. Uh, those that are visiting us, uh, especially for the first, I, I just, I love people. I love people. That's, that's what makes pastoring so much fun because it's all about people. And, and I, I was loving up on this new couple that were visiting our church and I, I was greeting them and I, I, I looked down at, at her and uh, I, I, I said, so uh, you're in the family way. I see you got one in the oven. She said, I'm not pregnant. Oh, oh, I have come to the point in my ministry. You can be in your ninth month. I will not, I will not recognize you are pregnant unless you tell me. <laughs> Especially if you're a man. <laughs> Blind spot mistakes. Uh, Good intention mistakes, uh, mistakes of, you know, neglect. Becky kept reminding me to put the stair gate in when the kids were, were young, and I never had enough time until Julie, down the stairway, down the basement. She's never been right since. No, 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 no. Good intention mistakes, blind spot mistakes. Stakes, mistakes of neglect. Then there's mistakes and failings that come into the category of pure, unadulterated sin. Or if you want to go a step further, transgression. We know it's wrong. We see that it's wrong. But we do it anyway because it feels so good. How can it be wrong when it feels so right? And then, instead of feeling so good, afterwards we feel so bad. And some of you have come out of 2015 feeling that way. And you're beating yourself up over what has happened. You're beating yourself up with regret, guilt, Famous psychiatrist Carl Menninger 
once said if he could convince the patients in psychiatric hospitals their sins were forgiven, 75% of them could walk out the next day. Overcomers realize that when it comes to our sins and our failings, they don't surprise God. <laughs> he already knows. The Bible says He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Yes. Overcomers realize when it comes to our sins, God can forgive them. Can I give you a news flash? Are you listening right now? Can I give you a news flash? Everybody paying attention? There's nothing you can do that God cannot forgive. <laughs> His grace is greater than all of your sins. Overcomers realize that God sees past our sins. Your sins will not give God a bad hair day. He will not lose control of the universe because of your sins. He sees past them. Amen. Overcomers realize that God can take what the devil intended for evil and God, He is so mighty and so good, He can turn it to the good. Hallelujah. That's shout material. I'm talking about the overcomer's lifestyle. Paul said in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's masterpiece. you got to circle that word masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Amen. What does that word masterpiece say to you and I? It means that you're a work in progress. It means that God's not finished with you yet. God doesn't declare that you are perfect. God is at work making you more and more and more and more like Jesus. The key to the overcoming life is to not be discouraged about your present or your past. You're a work in progress. Your Heavenly Father, He doesn't dwell on 2015. He doesn't dwell on your faults or your failings. He focuses on the good things that you are doing and takes glory in it. My dad was recently on the phone with me telling me about two women that went on a missions trip together down in Mexico. And there they, they saw a, a dog, a little pooch. It was a forsaken, orphaned little dog pooch that was wandering all by itself and they felt pity on it and they were able to bring it back to the states they bathed it they groomed it they fed it they pampered it they even slept with it but the pooch just seemed to be despite all their best efforts, just seemed to be just doing poorly. Never, never getting any better. They took it to the vet. The vet came out shaking his head in disgust with the two women. He said, do you realize what you have here? This is no dog. This is a river rat diseased with rabies. How you reacted, how you responded, 
I am convinced that's how God responds. He responds like that doctor. And he wonders, why, why, why do you keep holding on to the guilt and the regret of the past? Why aren't you letting it go? Because his grace is greater. When Becky and I were in Rome, Italy, we went into the, the monastery, the museum of the monastery of the, uh, how do you pronounce it, honey? Cappuccino, the Capuchins or whatever. Yeah, that place. <laughs> Strange. In there, we went into the Hall of Whips. The Hall of Whips. There were all kinds of whips in there. Some 100, 200, 3 years old. Uh, I, I mean, some made of leather, some made of chains, some made with flesh hooks on them. And the monks would use it to whip themselves, to pay for their sins, to pay for their faults, to pay for their failings. I know you don't do that. But are you doing it psychologically? Are you doing it emotionally and spiritually? Do you beat yourself up as you hold on to your river rat of sin? You beat yourself and you whip yourself with regret and guilt. And all the time, the lover of your soul is saying, I've already paid the price. <laughs> I already took uh, upon myself uh, your faults and your failings. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. I have paid it all. His grace is greater. Overcomers realize His grace is greater. If you blew it in 2015, maybe, maybe you've already blown it in 2016, seek His forgiveness. Walk in His grace. Let go of it in the name of Jesus. I'm not making light of sin. I'm not making light of wrong choices. But I'm warning you, the devil delights in paralyzing us and poisoning us with our past, with our mistakes, and with our sins. Stop looking at where you have been. Stop parking by yesterday's failure. Start looking at where you can be in Christ Jesus. Let it go and be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Real overcomers don't just have any attitude. They have a Christ-like attitude. A Christ-like attitude. What's attitude? Attitude is an outward expression of an inward feeling. That person right now looking at you across the aisleway with a dirty look, a look that can kill, they ain't singing, oh, happy day this morning. <laughs> no, there's nobody like that here this morning. When, when your teenage daughter, when you tell your teenage daughter, you better clean your bedroom before you ever think of going out with your friends, and your teenage daughter is stomping and spitting, and her head is twirling on her neck like she's possessed by some foul, unclean spirit, she's not possessed. That's attitude. We're all on the same page. That's attitude. That's attitude. An outward expression of an inward feeling. What can we say about the world's attitudes? The world's attitudes are affected by their circumstances. The world's attitudes are affected by Michigan weather. The world's attitudes are impacted by the hurts, the injustices, and they carry resentment and bitterness as a byproduct. 
Overcomers follow a far, far different attitude pattern, don't they? We live by Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Overcomers know that our attitude should be the same as whose? Christ Jesus. There it is. Instead of a me-first mentality, overcomers put others first. Instead of being bound up by resentment and hurts uh, uh, and past uh, uh, injustices, overcomers forgive and let it go in Jesus' name. Instead of letting disappointment and problems and troubles and tragedy rob us of our joy, overcomers have the promise of Jesus Christ who said in John, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. You see, overcomers realize that as long as God's on the throne, everything's going to be what? All right. Amen. Number six, rather than self-confidence, overcomers move in God-confidence by holding on to the person and the promises of God. Are you holding on to God as you're moving to 2016? Are you putting your trust and your faith in God? Are you anchored in the unmovable mover of the universe? Holding on to God by faith is not putting your trust in some old man upstairs with a gray beard sitting in the old rocking chair of heaven wringing his hands saying in a wispy voice ha ah, Uh, Can we make a deal? Can we make a deal? When you put your faith and trust as an overcomer in He who is the King of the universe, you are putting your trust in He, hallelujah, who's not saying, can we make a deal? He's saying, here is the deal. I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the one who spoke the universe into being. I spoke, and demons were cast out. I spoke, and the dead came to life Again, I spoke and the storm stopped and it stilled. And I'm still speaking today. Can you hear my voice? Overcomer, I am the one. Hallelujah. But overcomers realize that our God is not only almighty, our God, hallelujah, is also all loving. When you put your trust in God, you're not only putting your trust in one who is almighty, but all loving for you and I. You might be here this morning. You might be saying, "Uh, I'm poor. I can't pay my bills. I'm facing financial reversal. He says, I am Jehovah Jireh. I am the God who provides. For my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. You might have come to this service this morning sick in body, frail in your physical condition. You're facing some malady that the doctors have diagnosed, and you are saying this morning, I'm sick. He says, I am your Jehovah Rophe. I am the Lord that healeth thee by my stripes. Ye are healed. 
Overcomers realize this morning that they might be here and they might be saying, I'm all alone. Family has forsaken me. I don't have any friends. I spend most of my hours and my days all alone. Overcomers realize that our God has declared himself. I am the friend of friends. I am the, your friend who sticks closer than a brother. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You might be saying here this morning, I'm confused. Uh, I don't know which way to go. I need direction in 2016. He declares himself, I am your good shepherd. I am the Lord your shepherd and you shall not want. Uh, walk with me, talk with me and I will guide you into all truth. I am king of kings and Lord of lords. Lift up your heads. Lift up your voice. Uh, know me. Trust me. Walk with me. The Lord, the enemy's coming against me like a roaring lion. I'm under attack. He says, I am your mighty warrior. I am the lion of the tribe of Judah, king of kings and lord of lords. But Lord, I'm a sinner. He says, I'm your savior. He's your all in all. He's your sufficiency. No matter what your need is this morning, your God has already supplied it. If you want God's best for your life this morning, learn to hold on, hold on, hold on to the person and the promises of God in 2016. Give up every idea of quitting and let go and trust Him in the name of Jesus. Lastly, rather than living life in the rearview mirror, Overcomers live with the expectation the best, the best, the best is yet to come. In 2016, if you have a rough day, a bad, ugly, rotten, bad hair day, come home and immediately open up the book in your Bible, the book of Job. But here's the important thing. Read the entire book. Don't just read the beginning. <laughs> or you end up more distressed than you were when you started out. What can we say about Job? You think you've had problems. In one day, in one day, in one day, Job lost all of his finances. All of his businesses failed. In one day, in one day, he lost all of his children and most probably all of his grandchildren. In one day, he lost all of his health. And all that Job was left with were three discouragers, not encouragers, discouragers who said there's sin in your life. Oh yeah, he was left with a wife. She was a piece of work, wasn't she? She came to his hospital bed, visited him in the hospital. I mean, a real sunshine lady. She said, hubby, why don't you curse God and die? Curse God and die. Curse God and die. The refrain that we see throughout the book of Job is this. Even though he's facing the worst of the worst that we cannot even imagine, Job said, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. 
Yea, my Redeemer liveth. I'm going to go down trusting God. I'm going to go down believing. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in victory. For my God shall not fail me. If you'd like to do a, a, a good year deed. We have a dear brother of this church. He's been here almost as long as I have. Bill Bilo. Write him a card. A card of encouragement. I was at Royal Oak Beaumont Hospital last month visiting and ministering to, Joe, to uh, Bill who is living in many ways the life of Job. Losing weight and I won't say anything more. I just asked Solid Rock Cafe and I give it upon you to write a card of encouragement, a card of hope in the name of Jesus. And I said, Bill, the word I give to you from the Lord is the word of Job. Though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. You don't give up hope. You keep trusting. You keep believing. You keep thanking the Lord. You trust God. Thank God for your miracle, for your healing. I'd rather go down trusting God, believing for the God's best, thanking God for the miracle, than to take the other turn of life. Go in victory instead of, of defeat. Job! But what does the last part of Job say? When you read the rest of the book, what do you discover about Job? This man who lost it all. You find out that God doubled everything that Job lost and restored it back to him. In fact, Job chapter 42 says this, the latter part of Job's life was more blessed than the first part. Hallelujah. Overcomers realize that God is in the restoration business. Overcomers realize that the best is now, that the best is yet to come. Overcomers walk with the hope and the expectation. It's just going to keep getting better. It's just going to keep getting better. It's going to keep getting better. 2016 is going to be even better. I am being conformed to Jesus Christ. I am being made like Jesus Christ and one day the eastern skies will unzip and he will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first and we which are alive and remain will be caught up to be with the Lord forevermore. Honey, sir, ma'am, the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. It just keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. That's what overcomers live with. That's how they walk and talk. I don't know what's gone down in your past. I don't know what's gone down in 2015. But overcomers realize, like Job, that God wants the rest of your life to be more blessed than the first part of your life. I live with that expectation. I live with that hope. I don't know what you're facing in 2016, but the word of the Lord to you this morning is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In 
everything, give what? Thanks. 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 Now, I want you to circle a word. Let's do a little grammatical study here. Circle a word. Circle the word in. Circle the word in. That is a pivotal preposition. That is a pivotal word there. I want you to notice that Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, does not use the word for. He uses the word in. He does not say, for everything give thanks. I am not taught by God's word to give thanks for sickness, to give thanks for financial impoverishment, to give thanks for divorce. I am not taught by God to give thanks for everything in my life. I am taught by God that despite my pain, despite my sickness, despite my impoverishment, despite the marital malady that I'm facing, despite it and in it, I am to give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks that God is in the driver's seat. I give thanks that God is in control. I give thanks that God is going to turn it around for my good, that the best is coming. Do you see that there? It is pivotal. It is pivotal. It is pivotal that in your prayer time, you spend more time thanking than asking. Spend more time praising God for His goodness instead of asking for His goodies. What happens, what happens, what happens when you thank God for what He's doing and what He will do? What happens when you respond with appreciation and expectation? Appreciation for the now and expectation for the future. You are fostering a miracle mentality through which God can dramatically move in your life with overcoming victory. I've discovered the more I thank God for what I have, the more God gives me what I don't have. Did you hear that? Thanksgiving is more pivotal than what we are aware of. Thanksgiving is more than a holiday in November. Thanksgiving is a strong, vital characteristic of the overcoming believer's life. In 2016, get up every day and declare, this is the day that the Lord has made. Lord, I thank you that I see my health improving. Lord, I thank you that I'm losing weight. I, I claim that one. Lord, I thank you for the sales that you are giving me. I thank you for that my finances are improving. I thank you for my family that's serving God. I thank you that my ministry is moving forward and saving souls. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Do you hear me in that? This morning, right now, God is calling you to the overcomer's lifestyle. He's calling you to be more than a Christian, more than a believer. He's calling you to be more than a conqueror through him that loved Jesus Christ, to be an overcomer. Would you stand with me this morning? Yes, I know you got one more blank to fill in. But I want you to stand and write it down. Or stand and confess it with your mouth. Stand with me this morning. Researchers, researchers had a fascinating study. Post-World War II, 
Researchers studied more than 25,000 POWs, prisoners of war, in the Japanese terrible, terrible POW camps. There in those camps, our men and women suffered starvation, malady, disease, infestation of bugs, rats, torture, the most deplorable conditions that your mind could ever conceive. All of these men faced the same conditions. Yet, over half of them did not survive. Why? Researchers wanted to know. And guess what they discovered? Those that survived expected, say that word expect, expect, they expected survival, release, freedom, they dreamed about their new jobs in the States. They dreamed about returning home. They dreamed about the women that they would marry. They dreamed about the houses that they would build. They would even draw the, the pictures of the houses that they would build and live on. They got excited about the future. They allowed their lives to be filled with expectation of not just survival, not just to survive, but to thrive. Researchers found that because of their hope, because of their expectation, their immune system was bolstered, and this is how they survived the deplorable conditions that they were in. Oh, Christian, 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 be more than just one who follows the herd. Would you stand up and stand out? Would you live forward and live upward in Christ Jesus? Would you choose to be an overcomer and begin to thank the Lord for what He's doing in the now? Begin to thank the Lord for what He's about to do in 2016 because your thanksgiving will foster a miracle mentality for the glory of God. So fill in the blank this morning. Put it on the screen. You can foster a miracle mentality in 2016 through thanksgiving for the greatest days of your life are before you. Before you. Can you taste it? Can you see it? Are you expecting it? We have be an overcomer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand here today, oh God, on the threshold, the threshold, of new tomorrows, a new year. Lord, we don't know about tomorrow, but we know the one who holds tomorrow in his hand. And Lord, we trust you. We're going to serve you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
precious Jesus. Perhaps you're here this morning and you're away from God. And a new year means a new you. If you would like to receive the Lord's grace this morning, I'll pray for you. I'll include you in a prayer of salvation. If you would like to receive God's grace, which is greater than all of your sin, just lift up your hand right now. I don't want to leave anybody out this morning. I know my focus is on Christians, but I want to give an open door of opportunity. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. Just lift it up for Jesus. If you want to be included in a prayer that I'll pray right now, lift it up high so that I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, yes. New year, new you. Keep that hand lifted up. Keep that hand lifted up. Pray this prayer with me. Everybody pray this prayer with me right now. Dear Jesus, I come to you right now just as I am. I confess I'm a sinner. But Jesus, you're my Savior. Save me, Jesus. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead with resurrection life. I want that life, Jesus. A new life. A changed life. Thank you, Jesus. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to glory. I'm on my way to a new year. In you. I thank you, Jesus, that I am saved. Hallelujah. Now receive that as you believe it. Just thank the Lord right now. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you that you heard me and you saved me. Hallelujah.